Welcome. You're listening to Soli, a podcast driven by curiosity and spirituality with intuitive mediums Shayla and Peyton. Join us as we ask questions, create conversation, and share in an open and heart-centered way our personal experiences and mystical ponderings. If you're spiritually curious and want to be a part of the conversation, then this is the perfect space for you. This is Soli. Welcome everyone to another episode of Soli. Today, Shayla and I decided we wanted to go over all the different types of readings that are out there that you could receive. I have a lot of people ask me, you know, what is a tarot reading? What is a mediumship reading? What is, you know, Akashic record reading? So we decided to get together and go over at the best of our ability to share with everyone a little example of what each type of those readings are and why maybe you would go get one of those readings if you were interested. So please enjoy. This is part one. This is going to be a two-part episode of the types of readings you can receive. So there are so many different readings and we have like a whole list here of what we're going to go through. And we're just going to give more of like a brief description of them so that people can understand. Because in general, we get a lot of questions about what's the difference between mediumship or psychic and all those different readings that come into play. So this is just us giving an overview. And then I think it's really important if you're ever wanting to get a reading to make sure that if you have any questions beforehand, you ask the practitioner or the person who's you know, giving these readings to kind of clarify it if you're a little confused because there's nothing worse than going into a reading thinking it's like a mediumship reading and then only to find out that this person only does psychic readings or whatever right so (laughs) I think it would be good to start off describing maybe mediumship because that's something that we're both passionate about and we'd love to do and also just knowing that like as we go along in the podcast our hope is to bring guests on so they can you know, if they're more into, say, astrology or whatever they may be into, they can really give the in-depth kind of thing about that. But for us, we're just going to give an overview today. Yes, there's so many different ways of connecting and many types of ways that you can get information, especially from someone that facilitates one of these forms of divination. A lot of times, um, the phrase divination tool you might hear like especially when describing whether like someone's using cards or something like that but i i kind of feel like all of it's a tool of divination it just depends like you know what the person's decided they've been called to and how it is they connect and what kind of information you're wanting to receive so perfect all right so let's start with mediumship okay so do you want to start with this (laughs) sure okay so Mediumship, which is something both Shayla and I have been developing and are practitioners of. So mediumship is specifically the practice of connecting with loved ones on the other side who have passed to bring through information to help validate that they're still around. So... Mm -hmm. 
the you know the most most common person to set for a medium is obviously someone who has lost someone and wants to connect and wants to know that their loved one's okay and that they're still around. So the job of a medium is to bring through information that can be validated that there's no way that they could have known to help just prove to that person that you know their loved one is around. Like I said, there are it isn't I guess completely just limited to loved ones who have passed over, you know, technically a medium could also connect to other energies or angels or however that feels comfortable to understand. But the, the, but those, those types of entities can't necessarily be validated. It doesn't mean that they're not there or they don't exist or the medium isn't bringing through correct information, but, but true mediumship, in my opinion, is, you know, is bringing through validating information and messaging from loved ones that, you know, that the sitter can, can prove or can accept as, as truth. Right. And it is interesting too, because as a medium, energetically wise, we are having to make our energy vibrate on a higher vibration. And then they are basically meeting up us in the middle, which is, I, I think, kind of where like medium, you know, yes. that word kind of comes from. And historically, like it became very popular with the spiritualist groups as well. So mediumship is something that's always evolving. So you'll see a lot of different styles. There are some people who are very traditional with spiritualism, and that usually is very like evidence-based, but like very, very strongly, like a lot of times they won't give additional messages. And what I mean by messages, I mean, it's things that, you know, your loved one wants to say to you, it might be something that's happening in your life that they're witnessing. Like maybe you had a child and they're like, I want you to know I, I see your child and I recognize that his name was named after me or whatever, things like that. A lot of times the more traditional mediums will just be like, boom, 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 evidence, evidence. And they really build it to a strong level. So what was really common in the day was like knowing the address of the person. And back then that was a different story, right? Because you couldn't Google that, right? And so like there is a strong, that was like, whoa, <laughs> or things like, things like that. So there is that. And it is interesting to see different styles of mediumship. So if you watch different people, like there's John Edwards, for example, like he's more of an evidence-based medium in that way where it just there is no additional messages it's just like kind of says what what is kind of thing with that if that makes sense then you can just go watch different people on youtube and see that they have different styles so there is that too that i want to mention because when you go to a medium you could go to three different ones and you'll have totally different experiences yeah. kind of thing as you go through that which is kind of interesting yeah and there are different even types of mediumship as you were kind of touching on as, you know, the one I was describing was more mental, you know, so that's using the powers of the mind to help bring through information. Then there's physical mediumship, which that would be, I, most people would be familiar with like seances and, and, and things like that. So there are, and those aren't as popular. There's not as many practitioners of that. So Shayla mentioned spiritualism. So spiritualism, for those of you that aren't aware, this goes back to, I'm, I don't have the date right, but I know it's like the mid 1800s mm -hmm. in America. It started and this was, it was kind of. I don't want to say it was kind of for show, but there was this kind of entertainment 
kind of nature to it. Someone would be on stage and they would get a table to move, or I think they would, they would, I think they would like recite things that were in books or something, but it was kind of for an audience, for an audience to prove the existence of life after death. That evolved over time into a, a religion, basically, which is still thriving today. The religion aspect of it is a lot more prominent in the UK, here in the States and in Canada. I would say mediumship is more, it's more of these personal one-on-one kind of settings. And then there's the like Tyler Henry, Teresa Caputo, John Edwards, you know, it does still kind of have this entertainment nature to it, where in the UK, it really is kind of based around a religion and a faith, which is kind of interesting. So, but for the most part, if you're on this side of the pond, it's going to be, it's going to be a one-on-one setting, unless you do go to someone demonstrating for a larger audience, it is going to just be a one-on-one setting to help, to help connect you with your loved ones. That's right. And I'm glad you mentioned you know, the entertainment aspect of it, because I think that's how it's been presented, especially like for me, that's my first thing that I saw when I was younger was in the 90s watching like Sylvia Brown on Montel Williams or whatever, right? Like yep. that's how I first got into it and like exposed to it. I think a lot of people did too in that way. And then of course, John Edwards had that show and what's the other guy's name? He did the show with, what's her name? See, I'm like blanking out. What is her name? I'm going to have to look into that after. He's very prominent. He was on Oprah a lot. But anyways, (laughs) so we kind of got like these certain kind of visuals of what mediumship is, and it really turned into entertainment purposes. And like for like, it is a good thing in a way where we got to get exposure to it and see it, but it also kind of made it seem like it was always a very specific type of way because of editing or because of the entertainment value. So. A mediumship reading in person is probably going to be a lot different than what you're watching, say, Tyler Henry do, where he was stumped for an hour, but they cut it down to the, like, the juicy moments, right? Like, those 10 minutes. The moments that were yeses. Yeah, because, like, you've been professional mediums. I have actually seen a lot of them only in recent years talk about how they do get no's or they do hesitate or, like, they have a lot of the same things that, you know, us uh, (laughs) non- non-TV mediums experience right. as well. So yeah, that's, it is interesting, but I am grateful that it has been brought into the spotlight. But it's, I think, now a time where we're trying to kind of make it a bit more real and understandable for people and not just an entertainment kind of right. perspective. And it's so interesting, you know, I myself had both types of readings. I've had, you know, the reading where, you know, the medium is, I would say, I guess, more stateside based, not necessarily entertainment, but it's, here's the information. Does this make sense? Let's talk about it. Here's messaging, you know, more that side. And then I've had a, I've had a couple of readings done by people that do belong to the spiritualist religion or were trained under that structure. And it's interesting because they give, I mean, it's, there's no, like, there's really no question of validation. It's just accept this information. Here you go. 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 Does that make sense? Great. Here you go. Here you go. So it it is interesting to get, you know, the different types of readings and how people read. And But along with every single one of these things we're going to touch on, everybody's going to do it differently because everyone is so different Mm -hmm. and everyone connects with their gifts differently. And I will remind you that... Even the most 
professional, even the most, the, even the best medium out there is still just interpreting what it is they're receiving and not everything's always going to be a hundred percent correct. You know, so I think that's also important too. Like our job isn't to just, you can't just take everything for truth. You can't just, you know, we're, we're just people trying to, trying to help connect and be the person in the middle between you and your loved one. And, you know, I just, I've seen, and I think I've even done it too. You know, I've would have a reading or see people that have readings by people. And then they're just, there's just this, you do make a connection. And then there's almost this, this, I don't, what's the word? It's almost an infatuation with the reader because, you know, they must be, everything they say must be true. And they just, yeah, they, they're connected. They sure. must know. And, you know, I just want to remind people, like everyone that does any type of, they're just people just like you. They've just trained to connect and read, but they're just interpreting what it is they read. And a good medium, you know, when you sit down, we'll explain to you how it works for them, what it is that you're going to expect. And we'll deliver it in a way that lets you know, hey, I'm, this is what I feel like I'm getting, you know, does that make sense to you? It should be a very, you know, it's probably going to be an emotional and it can be a very loving and amazing and experience, but it should be very comfortable and you should, you should be fully aware of what, what you're getting into when you go into a mediumship reading. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it can be a really healing experience too, right? But you said like that infatuation type thing. I have definitely seen that happen where people just put so much trust into the medium or their psychic that they're going to, that they kind of forget to check in with themselves and know that they also have the answers. And really that medium or psychic is just, you know, that interpreter, like you said, and just bringing through the messages. So I think that's especially with messages that can't be validated. That's, I think that's especially the thing, like I I would caution everyone because even I've had readings where I'm, I'm pretty sure I've connected with someone's spirit guide and I tried to, I tried to deliver the information as I was understanding it, but it was with a caution, like, you know, I, this can't, this can't be validated. You know, this is just, this is what I'm feeling. Just kind of take the information and you feel what that means for you. You know, just listen to my words and make it your own almost. Yeah, for sure. The medium that I was talking about, I just looked it up for Ghost Whisper. It was James Van Prague. James Van Prague, yes. Yeah. He's so popular. Yeah. We both are in brain fog days, so. Yeah, we both Bear had naps today, apparently. We're like, yeah, quite there. Must be like the full moves over. I don't know. We could blame it on our next topic, astrology. <laughs> okay, so astrology, like we are not astrologers, but this is basically the overview. Astrology is based on the placement of like the planets and everything that moment that you were born. So a lot of us are very familiar with our sun signs. So for example, I'm a cancer sun, but there's actually all the planets that that are up there floating around. They all have meaning within your chart and there's different houses. I think there's 12 placements. And it's very interesting if you go online and you put in the location you were born, the date, the time, you will get a chart that is made up and it is like the most complicated looking thing. Anytime anyone's like, oh, astrology, because I know a lot of people are familiar with it because of, you know, little like, you know, in the journal or, you know, the your, horoscopes. your horoscopes. Yeah. yeah. And those are just very broad and not very specific at all. 
And so there's kind of like some joking around with that because that is kind of a little bit ridiculous, to be honest. But when you look at your actual chart and you go to somebody who is very versed in it, each placement has its own meaning. There's just so much. There's different numbers. There's different. There's so many different things. And so it is a really good reading to receive if you're kind of trying to get to know yourself a little bit more. But even with that, I guess my caution would be that even if there's something in it that you're like, oh, I don't really like that or like that totally resonates. No wonder I'm like that. Like I had that moment for me when I saw that I had a lot of cardinal energy. So that's like a lot of starting energy everywhere in my chart to the point where it was like, oh, no wonder I never get anything done. I just start things and never finish them. And I was kind of taken aback by that. But instead of it being a negative to take it as an empowering thing, like you can actually make changes because you have free will and you can like work with those different energies as well. So that's one thing I would say about astrology readings, but it can be mm-hmm. really helpful to kind of understand yourself a little bit more. It's, it's supposed to be kind of a blueprint um, of your life kind of thing and why you're here it can really help you understand a lot of your life purpose or why you feel certain ways or the way you think. I heard somebody say that it was basically psychology before psychology. <laughs> like that was kind oh, of the funny. first form of it. And I can definitely see that. But if you ever have the chance to look your chart up and just kind of see the diagram of it it's kind of wild so but it is one of the funnest readings I think especially for me since I'm not extremely versed on it the last year or two I've really started to kind of look into it more and try to understand it more but it is really cool so that's kind of my thing about it yeah I would say the astrology readings that I've had have probably been some of the most specific when it just comes to like kind of who I am and why I am this way. It just, it did feel very aligned. I will say it's interesting. Well, first off, if you are interested in astrology and there's an app that's awesome called The Pattern and you put in your birthday, the time you were born, where you were born, all that information, and it will give you daily tips and suggestions based upon your chart and it doesn't give you all the chart stuff it it gives you it it tells you like you know what your sun sign is and what your moon or your all that but it's it's very it's very user-friendly so that's a night so i would i would recommend people to check that app out i'm i'm interested when i thought about this earlier today um i i would love to have someone on that really does know a lot about astrology a to explain it better than you and i are able to but B, to also kind of give the history of it, because I know like man has been looking at the stars since the dawn of man and using that for guidance and whatnot. I don't know if it's always been in a, in a metaphor. I guess it is probably always been kind of a metaphysical, spiritual sense. But, but like, you know, the thing that crossed my mind was these charts work at their peak. If you know all this information as to the time you were born, the location you were born and, you know, the day and everything. And it kind of crossed my mind. Not everyone in the world even currently knows that information. Yeah, that's true. And really, I would guess that it's only in like, I'm using air quotes here, modern history, that people were even paying that much attention to knowing exactly when it was they were born and then having an an actual accurate record of when that was. So I, that's the part I would kind of be interested to see as like, as it evolved, yeah. how did that get woven in to make it better? Or, you know, how did the evolution of astrology kind of take place over time? So that was, I thought that was an interesting that's thing. That's a really up. good point. And I, do, I wonder too, when that was something that started, where they started to mark down 
your time of birth. I know right. too, like astrology is very based on mythology. So every, yes, everything, you know, every planet, every name of every, you know, like Libra or Cancer or whatever area, right. like that has a story behind it. And so, right. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like my sister's very into mythology and stuff. And she was telling me all these stories. I'm like, wow, that's so interesting that it's like you can see kind of like where they took the characters of, you know, yes. each placement and brought it in kind of thing. So yep. and the it's attributes. very fascinating. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the attributes of those characters and, and how they, you know, because even with like Mars and Venus, you know, those are Roman gods, the names for the Roman gods. All of our planets in the Western world are named after, you know, the Roman gods and they have the attributes of said gods. So, yeah, so it, it is interesting. So it's I'm fascinated with people that study astrology. And I know one that Shayla and I both follow on Instagram. I'm pretty sure you do is the Red Robe Astrologer. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's he's phenomenal. He gives a daily free video. He has these free, I think they're monthly uh, new moon sessions or something. And mm -hmm. he's like super energetic and he gives like really nice packaged little bits of information about each day and like what the astrology, you know, what the planets are doing and what that means for your day. And it, I just am fascinated by people that have taken the time to learn. I mean, it is not something that you could definitely... You couldn't take a two-hour course on online. No, no. So it's, it. like, it's a like a lifelong, lifelong Yeah, it's a lifelong commitment. Yeah, for sure. So then kind of in the in the vein of astrology, then another one would be reading done with numbers, so numerology. Mm -hmm. And I have not... There's a lot of numbers that get... I would say that numbers being used for metaphysical purposes it does kind of spread among many different forms yeah, of divination and tools but there are people that use specifically use number sequences to give again kind of a detailed map as to your kind of life purpose so like astrology and numerology these these readings are there is an intuitive sense to it and usually the person facilitating these is intuitive but they're more they're very structured and they have guidelines that are very you know that are that are pretty strict because it's kind of you know numbers is based on math which is there's there's one truth with math so you know in astrology is kind of the same way because you know it's where the planet is exactly and that kind of gives you the answer so that's something to think about if these are types of readings that you're looking for that are more I don't know if the word science-based, but there's a, you know, there is a science to how they're done. But I have not personally had a numerology reading. I had years and years and years ago, I had a woman do a reading for me and her reading was off. And she told me that I was supposed to get into numerology, that I was supposed to be doing readings for people. And I know she got half of that, right? I don't know. I'm horrible with math. I'm like, I... I barely, I don't even want to, I can't even admit how bad I am at math. So I don't know if numerology is necessarily my strength, but I found another avenue. Have you ever, have you ever done a numerology one? I haven't, but I, there is one book that I do like, I can't remember what it's called, but the author is Remington Donovan and he has a whole book on numerology. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because it also connects to different colors and vibrations. And I think mm -hmm. that numbers are a little bit more fluid than we think they are and they're part of everything like everything has a number attached to it mm -hmm. even there's just so many things you could do like 
you could take like a sentence or a word or a name and you can transfer that into a numerological number kind of thing, right? And that has True. energy yeah. meaning, which right. is really interesting. And I think a lot of it too is the intuitive part really helps as well because there are certain structured things, but I think it takes an intuitive person to be able to read into that more for the individual as well because everyone is right. so different. But yeah, the book by Remington Donovan is a cool one. It's not like huge, but like it has a lot of good information in it. I heard he's writing a second one. But yeah, I think numerology for me, when I hear the meanings of it or I read about it, because that's the one that I've read of more than I actually have had like a reading with. Just kind of look and try to receive information through books and stuff like that. But I do find like it is really accurate. Like there's just things like, oh my gosh, it's totally how I am because it is it just really specific i don't know more so than yeah. some other things and then again like numerology is tied into astrology as well right right and then like kind true. Of, yeah and it is actually pretty basic math thankfully because i'm actually terrible at math as well. oh. <laughs> thank Both god there's no fractions there's no fractions exactly. in numerology like <laughs> one plus whatever <laughs> well that's good and then that ties into as well like human design which is human design is a combination of a lot of different things. So astrology, numerology, what else was there? It's like everything kind of combined in, into one. And it was channeled by a certain fellow, which I looked up the name of, but can't remember. <laughs> but it basically was like this channeled whole system. And if you also look at a chart online, you put your information in there. It's also, it's maybe, dare I say, even more complex than astrology. It also yeah, has right. to do with energy points, and like all these things. It is something that for sure you would want to go to somebody who's really been studying yes. it and really is dedicated to understanding it for quite a while kind of thing. But it is interesting. And it's another thing that can kind of help you to understand your own energy and kind of how you function or how you see the world. And it is fascinating. Like they're just even whether or not you're a huge believer in it, it is a fascinating thing to kind of look at and even just try out. I think they're... They're kind of fun. Yeah. And I think these are these types of readings are really good for people that don't necessarily have like specific. I mean, you can get some specific guidance, I guess, through it, but it would be more just kind of understanding how it is that you work, why it is you work that way, which sometimes just having that understanding and even having that validation then helps you kind of then kind of be like, okay, you know, this this path I need to take makes more sense because it's kind of is more aligned with how I am. And now I kind of understand that a little bit better. Though it's, I would say this is more for like greater guidance of the overall picture. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. And I think like I've seen a lot of people use it for business as well to understand yeah. like their business practices. Or I know for me, looking at my kids' charts was really interesting. One of my kids is a manifester which is one of the categories was like generator, projector, yeah. manifester, manifesting generator. And there's another one that starts with an R. I cannot remember what it is. Reflector. I think I was a manifesting generator. Okay. Yeah. So I, didn't think, I don't even know what that means. This one I'm like setting back. because yeah. like, It's very new for me. And I, you know, I just, I've heard the word human design, but I, it was, it started to hurt my brain once I started digging into it too much. Yeah. It, there's a lot to it, but it is interesting like with my son just even like having a manifesting child that doesn't mean like it's not like only these people can manifest but it is just more right. so part of their nature and like how they function and he is like that he is the most my most challenging child in terms of when he wants something he wants it a certain way he's very specific and 
He is somebody who's always trying to find something and then make it happen. And yeah. when you're a kid in a family of five and you're on that that track of your mind, it can be kind of like challenging, but it made me understand him more and how he thinks the way he does. And and then my other kids and stuff like that and how I work, like I'm a generator, so I can go, go, go and never stop to the point where maybe it's unhealthy. Like when we had our last big move, I was up for 38 hours straight and I could have still gone for like a couple yeah. more hours at least. And that was moving and physical stuff. And so there, it's just interesting. And these are also one last thing with those is these are also readings that you don't have to be face to face with someone. But these three are definitely readings that can be done where the facilitator, the reader does it for you and then sends you the information because usually you get mm -hmm. a huge packet of information that comes with it. I've had the astrology reading I had, they did have a Zoom reading with me where they just quickly went over all of it, but then they sent me all of the information to then kind of go through myself. So, you know, if, if you're a type of person that is interested in this stuff, but you don't necessarily want to sit there with someone or commit to that, you know, these are three that are very much a, capable of doing virtually. Yeah, for sure. It can be done distantly. And I think sometimes too, for that, like astrology or numerology or these types of things, like the the person who's doing it, who's giving you the reading, they need to kind of sit with your chart for a while and really study yeah. it. So it does take a lot more time, which will also mean that generally astrology readings tend to be yes. a bit more expensive too because of the time that is put yes. to it as well. So th that's, I think, something to mention. But, but yeah. these are nice investments because they're they are, not, yeah. these are readings that they, you know, they don't change much. You might get someone else's difference and opinion as to how they've interpreted mm -hmm. your chart or your design or however, but they're, they're going to be pretty much standard across the board. So it, it may just be a investment that you make. Yeah. And they're really um, nice to look back on too. Like whether you're, yeah. you know, you have a written one or you have it on like recorded audio wise. So. Right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So then I think the next one we'll touch on and this one, I, I have like an idea of what it is, but I'm going to also preface that like, I am not an expert on this one either, but this, the next one's Akashic record and having your Akashic record read. So how I've kind of understood the Akashic record is basically the data center for lack of a better term, the spiritual data center of of your entire being, of all of your lives, of your current life, of the entire universe. It's just basically this idea of the combination of all information and knowledge kind of in this accessible space. Is that how you kind of understand it, Shayla? Yeah. So it's basically like it's supposed to be a record keeping of everything that's ever happened, ever, ever will happen, like you said. And I think that also comes to talking about time too, right? The construct of time. Mm -hmm. So for what I understand as well within this concept, and maybe this is not for every Akashic reader, but everything, time is all happening at one time, if that makes sense. Like right. there's no, we have created this construct of like, this is what time it is and how many hours in a day and stuff like that. And that's also why they're able to access that information spiritually energetically is because everything is like now in a sense like even though it doesn't yeah. feel like it so even when i think about back to our childhood it can feel so close but so far at the same time and it's kind of that concept of like 
what is time? And so that kind of blends into the Akashic Records as well. And it can be really interesting to have a reading done because you can kind of pinpoint even some past life stuff mm-hmm. that may be affecting your life now energetically or current stuff even within your family lineage or trauma or things like that. And it can really help to let go of certain fears that people have. And they're like, I don't know why I have this fear. Where did it come from? So it is, that one's also really fascinating. Um, And we're going to hopefully have somebody on as well who can talk more on that. Yes, we have someone in mind that we would like to bring on that can definitely explain this a lot better. So if it is something you're interested in, stay tuned. I I would say, and they might correct us. And I would say I, you know, I'm trying to connect as to like, as a listener, like, why would you look for an Akashic reading? Mm -hmm. So I say, if you just, if you subscribe to the idea that your soul has returned here for learning, then an Akashic reading would be able to tap into like Shayla was saying, what your story has been, what your story currently is, to try to help you maneuver situations that you're maybe facing, to help make sure that you're on the right, not even on the right path, but you're you're making the most of the opportunities that are around you to help kind of achieve your your mission or your lesson that you're learning here. So that's kind of that idea that everything that you've been through, everything that your soul has been connected to is all part of this record. And it's kind of a help, a guiding tool to help you through this incarnation. Right. And I know for me, when I had a reading done, it's one of those readings where I think a lot of people could be like, well, am I just going to get all these stories that don't make sense? Right. Mm hmm. Like you could be like, well, how do you know that's even real or like that even happened to me if they give this like big story, right? But the thing that I found with the reader that I went to was that it all somehow brought evidence and things that I had been going through or have had happened to me in the past and they all aligned up in a really interesting way. So we talk about, you know, evidence with mediumship. There were still, I think with a good Akashic record reading, they'll still bring evidence towards you that's relevant in your life now that you can validate and be like, okay, that makes sense. It's not just like this imaginative story, if that makes sense. Right. So then that's, okay. So you you can also get a past life regression. I, I have had one of those and it's very interesting. Again, it's an experience. You have to be open to it. You have to be like, in the mindset of, you know, this is what I'm experiencing is correct. I think I've explained in prior podcasts kind of how clairvoyance works for myself. So clairvoyance is is my ability to receive information through my mind's eye. That space that that information comes into is also the space that I reside in and that my imagination is. So I believe I've explained it, but just for the sake of explaining. So as I've developed and most everyone that uses clairvoyance, you've had to, you've had to learn how to discern what's you and what's been placed. When you're having a past life regression, it is this space in, in which this information unfolds for you. And this basically this little movie plays out. So you have to be comfortable with that. I've, I've, I've spoken with people that maybe weren't familiar with how a lot of that works and they, they had a hard time letting go and a hard time just letting it happen because they were so 
worried that they were putting the information there. So if you are interested in getting a past life reading, I would suggest just, just relax, let it happen. And just whatever comes through, you know, take it as it is. And as soon as you're done, go write everything down. Again, you would get this to kind of the same reason for like the Akashic record. You would get this to maybe help you heal you know, maybe there's a trauma. Again, if you subscribe to this belief, you know, maybe there's a trauma that you've had in a past life or multiple lives that there's some karmatic energy that has that has continued on. And maybe, you know, even the fact that you're called to get one is messaging or guidance that this is something that you finally need to heal in this incarnation. So for me personally, that it all... Even in the moment, if I was like, okay, did I just make this up? As time kind of unfolded and stuff I worked on, it did tie into what it was I was needing to work on personally in my own journey. So that would kind of be the reason you would do that. And then that then that kind of also ties into, Shayla, are you familiar with QHHT? I don't think so. So this is, there's a woman, she's fascinating. And I suggest everyone to look her up. <laughs> she has since passed, but her name's Dolores Cannon. Okay, yes, I do and, <laughs> Yes, so she was a hypnotherapist that over the years, she put so many people in such a deep hypnosis that she realized that they were channeling information and they kept telling her the same stuff about where we came from. And, and it, you know, so she started recording all this information. I'm going to totally butcher the, the, the grandeur of what it is she did. And the thing I love about her is like, if you go on YouTube and watch her videos, she... You know, she's just this like sweet old lady and she's just sitting there talking about like these crazy cosmic things and it all makes sense. And the way she kind of describes things is it, you know, it, it sits right with me, a lot of it. So anyways, she developed a, how do I say it? Like she developed, it's called QHHT and I can't remember what that stands for, but basically it's a, it's a program that teaches people how to facilitate these hypnosis states, which puts you in a very deep hypnosis which pretty much in these last like four hours, if not longer, and it does go through, it is kind of a past life regression. It goes through all your past lives and, you know, it brings up the same kind of information. I know there is a lady certified here in Des Moines, the city that I live in, and some friends of mine scheduled with her and they had, it was two years out that she was booked and it was crazy. I mean, it is expensive. For the, you know, not all practitioners are that expensive, but some of them are crazy, crazy expensive. So that's something you can look into. Yeah, I just looked it up. It's quantum healing hypnosis technique. Yes, quantum healing hypnosis technique. So I I highly recommend look up some Dolores Cannon yeah, she's fun. videos she has, she's on a YouTube. Character. I like her. Oh, she <laughs> is. She is. And so now her daughter, Julie, runs the business, I believe. Her mom passed away a few years ago, but yeah, so their main topic is this idea of, you know, we come in here to learn, we learn our lesson, there's karma involved with us. You know, the things that I kind of touched on, like if you subscribe to their information, that's pretty much how she paints the picture. So it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you brought that one up because yeah, she's very interesting and that whole topic is quite fascinating. Hey, Soli listeners, thank you so much for being here with us today. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to help support us, there are a few ways that you can do that. The first way is to give us a positive review on Apple or Spotify, and this helps us to be pushed up the algorithm, which allows 
more people to find our podcast. The second thing you can do is word of mouth. Send it to a friend or a family member who you feel would really enjoy this kind of conversation. We also have all of our social media linked below as well as our solely email. So if you have something to say, you have a question, you have an episode suggestion, or just want to share your story, you can do that below. 